What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. Hope everyone is having a wonderful Tuesday. Uh, we got some pretty interesting topics lined up for you today. Uh, first, um, we get into our current events after a little uh, weekend recap, and we talk about what Warren Buffett is truly looking for in new hires. Uh, you might be surprised about he doesn't care what you really know. Um, and so we go through a few things that he is really after uh, with his new employees. Uh, then to talk about uh, my RLE, I don't really think about my age. Um, and so I also feed off of Tim's RLE today, so we'll get into that a little further. Uh, then end with uh, some good book talk. I bring up uh, more from Don't Sweat the Small Stuff today. Uh, wherever you go, there you are. Tim, what do you get us into today? Yeah, so two big companies uh, are facing a little bit of issues. So I talk about Facebook and Johnson & Johnson. Uh, Facebook was hit with one of the biggest fines in FTC history uh, related to a little information issue it ran into with uh, the Cambridge Analytica scandal with user information. So we'll talk about that. Uh, how bit, how little of a deal it might actually be for Facebook because of how much money they actually make. So we'll talk about that. So Johnson Johnson is also running into some trouble uh, with the Department of Justice um, and it's baby powder with towel cancer risk. So we'll talk about uh, what's going on with that. Um, and then for my RLE, I'll talk about some new things that I'm implementing with meditation, uh, how it's working out for me. So And that gets into a good discussion there. And then I end the show uh, talking about a book I just started reading, Atomic Habits. So I talk about how you can build this strategy um, into your next habit that you're trying to improve uh, within your day. Yeah, so I hope you guys get a lot of value from this episode. Uh, leave us a review if we're doing well. Um, if you have any suggestions on how to make the show better or have any suggestions for guests we should bring on, feel free to let us know. So enjoy your Tuesday. How was the weekend, dude? It was good. We very, made it. Very productive weekend. Good. Got some early golf in yesterday. Yeah, I saw you out there. Uh, beautiful day for it. Who are you? Uh, who'd you golf with? A uh, friend from Butler, Dan Grafinski. Okay. Yeah. Name sounds familiar. I don't think I know him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing I've learned is after golfing that early, I don't think I could ever golf past 8 a.m. again because we went, <laughs> we went out at 7.30 and there was no one in front of us. Oh, so we, okay. didn't, we didn't have to wait on anybody. It's amazing how much better of an experience it is when you don't have to wait on anybody. Nice. Probably so, a little more just peaceful too that early. Yeah. And you beat the heat. And yeah. Yeah. Yesterday went to the farmer's market, of course. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. This, read out by the pool a little bit, did some work. See our friend Christina? I did not. No. Didn't see her. Christina, where you at? <laughs> Episode coming soon. We'll, we'll, that'll yeah. be published here soon. I uh, still haven't been in that farmer's market. I'm I'm slacking, man. That's what I am. I'm slacking. It's a crowded one. For that one, I think it's the same type of thing. If you want to go when it's not as crowded, you got to go early. You went to the Broad Ripple one? Yeah. What time do you usually like? To, what's a good time to go to that one? I mean, it opens at 8, so I would say the earlier the better. Earlier the better. Yeah, okay. it's from 8 to 12. Do they have like anyone that sells like good coffee there? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, they got coffee there. They got pretty much anything you can think of. Okay. Started selling fruit there. Got some strawberries. Want to go next week? Yeah. Or Saturday? This Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. Um, What cracks me up is, like, how congested it is to the point where, like, anything and everything goes. Like, you'll be waiting in line at, like, a tent, and, like, someone will just come in, and they'll be just, they'll be, 
focused on all the, the products they're getting, the food they're getting, and they won't even like see you waiting in line, and they'll just like butt in front of you because they just got tunnel vision. They're just <laughs> they're everyone's focused on just like what they're getting. They're not worried about like where other people are at or position. So you have people to like cut in front of you and like swear that they're before you, and it's funny. <laughs> like, I don't know if that happens. Like it happens, but here's the other thing we've talked about. Uh, just even in a grocery store, like smiling at someone, mm-hmm. saying hi. Like now, if I see a neighbor out, even if I don't have a conversation or know their name, like, and I smile and a, hey, how you doing? Like that goes a long way. It's like, oh, okay. So these neighbors are chill. I don't really know them, but they seem nice. Mm-hmm. That's all we need, you know? But at like the farmer's market, I feel like that would be a place where it's a little more social to where people might talk more to you just randomly, you know, like mm-hmm. rather than a grocery store. I was like, oh, yeah, I've had those before. Those are pretty tasty. Yeah, you, those are the ones you want. Uh-huh. Everybody yeah. got time for that. Um, but like at the farmer's market, I feel like you want to talk to the vendor, you know. Yeah, I do. S- see what, like, like how they do what they do, what they make, you know, how they got into it. Just stuff like that or just learn about like, hey, is there anything in here that's bad for me mm-hmm. or, or something? Yeah. But – uh, I feel like other people, it's more of a social thing. Like if you're getting coffee, you start chatting with someone, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, do you come here a lot? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. You, you get, I mean, you get that. But I understand like people are on a mission too. Like when you actually get into the tents, it's not like that. But like in the, like the main concourse area where people are walking. People yeah. are just beelining. Yeah. Pe- people will talk to each other out there. It's like the fair, but huh. <laughs> kind of like that type of vibe. But okay. Yeah. It's a social event. But I think, like I said, like the later you go... I think the more people are there because people are waking up and they're making their way over there. It's yeah. more crowded then. And by the time, like, the vendors, they're, they're, they're tired from serving people all day. You can, you can just tell, like, their state of mind, like, at 1130 when they're about to close versus, like, 830 when they're fresh. What is it, 8 open. to noon? Yeah. Okay. Right behind broad, the old Broad Ripple High School. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I just like the morning feel, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it might sound weird, but the morning air is a lot different than the afternoon air. Yeah, it's also cooler, too. Yeah, like <laughs> like when... And I just... I like being up. I like the morning. Mm-hmm. I always have. Same. And so when I worked construction, that's how I knew that we were close to getting done because there was a shift in how the air felt because I didn't have my phone on me. I was doing construction. I didn't wear a watch. Uh, but that's when I knew, like, oh, we only got a couple hours left because we'd go 7 to 3. Mm-hmm. And so once I felt kind of that afternoon air come, I'm like, all right. Home stretch, baby. Let's get it. Cause like that was we had no coverage. Brutal sun on Lake Max down in Culver. Did a beautiful house, but sometimes you just gotta drop the drop the tool belt and jump in the lake. Get back at it. Sure, you had some good tan lines. Oh yeah, yeah, real good color that summer. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Tougher hands too. Oh yeah. Cause I was just carrying sheets of plywood, just bare hand. You know, you get a splinter, you get your your box cutter, Mm -hmm. get it out. Builds character. Just cut it right on out. Sharper the better. Yeah. Feel it less. All right, man. Uh, what's uh, what's happening in the world, Tim? Yes. Take, take me a few fun places. Yeah, so Facebook uh, was imposed a pretty heavy fine in our eyes, but I don't think it's it's pretty big in their eyes. So they were fined $5 billion by the FTC uh, for privacy lapses in the Cambridge Analytics scandal from 2008. Okay. And from 2018. So what happened was Cambridge Analytica, I think is what they're called, 
they're like a political consulting company. Uh, they had an agreement with Facebook for Facebook to provide data on people so that they could use it for their own mm-hmm. like services or whatever. And in their agreement with Cambridge, they said that Cambridge said, "Hey, you got to let your your users know that you're taking their data." But Facebook never did that, which is kind of a common theme with Facebook. <laughs> yeah, um, and they they have access to everything in your phone. Yeah, if you have Messenger, they have access to everything. Yep, you agreed to it. Yeah, it's in there. And what's what's the most interesting thing about this too is it's the largest fine ever imposed by the FTC, five hmm. billion. The next highest was like twenty two million. Whoa, uh, for Google back that- in uh, two thousand twelve. And the craziest thing is, like, $5 billion, it sounds like a lot. It's a lot. It's the biggest ever. It's only a month of what Facebook produces in revenue. That's crazy. Yeah. Like That's last, crazy. Last quarter alone, Facebook had $15 billion in revenue, and they had $22 billion profit last Good year. Good grief. So just to, just to put it into perspective, this is a very – it's a slap on the wrist of Facebook. Plus, once they got the fine, their shares of stock still went up. Four percent, because huh. Facebook like knew this was coming, and like back in April they set aside three billion in anticipation for this fine because they didn't know how much it was going to be. Okay, so, so like they communicated they communicated it to their investors and said, "Hey, this is coming." So this isn't even a surprise. So because they telegraphed it that well, that's why their their stock went up. Which right, I thought so was crazy. I, I res- get your opinion. I respect the hell out of that. From a business standpoint, Mm -hmm. like seeing that, being smart about it. Hey, I don't know, but here's a rough guess. Mm -hmm. And three billion, it's not going to be much more than that if it is. And if it's less, we're good. Mm -hmm. So, uh, super smart move. Like, (sighs) business is such a fine art, and I fucking love it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's such a majestic art. But, um, it's about transparency. The more transparent you are as a business. Yeah, but the fact that Facebook didn't tell its users mm-hmm. and then tried to flip the script and blame that same company who was like, you need to tell people, you know, when all this political stuff went down. People were up in arms with Cambridge Analytica. If they told Facebook to tell the user that it was going to happen and Facebook failed that, that's on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, and... It's like people think that starting in 2018 is when political candidates were using social media information. Child, please. It's been (laughs) around longer than that. Like you think Obama didn't use the same tactics? Like since social media has existed, like their political campaigns, you think they don't know all of that? Mm -hmm. Come on. Um, But yeah, the, the... Look, five billion is five billion, but stock went up. And and, and I'm wondering if people thought price was going to go down because of this, mm-hmm. and so people started buying a bunch. That's my that's my first thought. Like, but Pete, you got to wait for it to go down, then buy. You can't just buy. Like, man, I don't know. You buy it what the price is. I didn't say my theory is right. I just I just think like if you're gonna find like isn't the point of a fine. And then, like, a punishment to, like, force people to What change. day was it announced? Uh, I think Thursday or Friday. Oh, okay. I can't remember. But I think it's what, like, Mark Zuckerberg's net worth went up because of this. If you look at it from that point of view. <laughs> like, the stock went up. 
So like, how does that? Do you think, how, how does that motivate him to to comply with this when it didn't even like hurt his company? <laughs> you think investors uh, just bought more? I think. I mean, to I think to, so. to help trend it upward. Could be. I don't know, like the distribution of. Like if you if you invest in Facebook, you can just invest more. Mm-hmm. If, like, if you know they told their there. investors, "Hey, this is coming. We need to set aside a, a few billion." They can probably afford a few more mm-hmm. shares. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. It's like, oh, it's just a couple weeks. Three billion dollars in revenue. Let's just set it aside. Yeah, that's uh. You know what, guys? That's only a month. Um. <laughs> we're we'll be okay. We have eleven more. Mm-hmm. So. That to me is crazy. Cash flow like that. Yeah. But this is exactly why cash is so important within a company. Like it might look really good on a balance sheet, but if you see that they don't have actual cash, mm-hmm. red flag for me. <clears throat> yeah. Because um, yeah, cash is king. Always. Always. Yeah. And pretty much what the FTC told them is. Whenever Facebook pl- plans to re- release new products, it just needs to document how it's going to use data just to be more transparent. But that's not really going to stop Facebook from like collecting data like it has been. Like that's that doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, and it's like, why are people so pissed that Cam- Cambridge Analytica has all this information? Facebook has access to everything in your phone. Yeah, yeah, all of it. Like, it, I don't know what else to say outside mm-hmm. of that. Like. Why are you pissed because someone used it for politics? You right. mean Facebook doesn't do the same shit? Exactly. Based off what you, you like and, and follow and, and look at and talk about, like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. They do the same exact thing. They all do. Yeah. Like, let's, come on, just because you don't agree with one thing or the other, it's just like, let's... Mm-hmm. You know, point fingers where you need to point the real fingers. Yeah. But the internet is a lot more powerful than you think. People exactly. Have, people have your information. But, uh, no, like I said, in terms of business strategy and moves, like, nice response on, on Facebook's end. Just, like, my thing is, why do you not want to tell people that you're going to use their information? Mm-hmm. Like, why, why are you, like, that dishonest company? Dishonest company. And, and but people allow that dishonesty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like people don't care about this. Like people will listen to this. People will read about this, and they won't care. They will not blame Facebook. They'll still log on. They'll still post about their political views. They'll exactly. Still go on and watch funny videos. They will never blame Facebook for not telling them that Facebook signed an agreement with this company mm-hmm. to do exactly this. Like, and you're not. Why are you not mad at Facebook? Yeah. I'm not mad at Cambridge Analytica. They're doing their job via their business based on how they modeled their business to work. Mm-hmm. They're just, it's what they do. Yeah. Okay. But, but like I said, Facebook is the one who did not share. And I just, I ask, why is it a problem for you to explain that to people? Like, why are you not telling what you're doing with our information? That's a red flag for me. Yeah, personally, as a consumer. Look, I have Messenger too. Like, they have access to all my shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, welcome to Facebook. Even if you, like, you don't even need to put it in fine print. Like, just let us, like, people skip over that stuff anyway. Like, even if you did tell, like, people would just, like, skim. Like, people aren't going to think twice about like, it. Like, you want your stock to go up? Do more honest stuff like that. 
Yeah. Your stock will go way high, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're already a billionaire, but your stock will go up mm-hmm. just for being open about it. Yeah. You might lose some. You might not. But I don't know. That's just my thought. Yeah. Interesting, though. Facebook, got to get it together, baby. Uh, I read a little bit about Warren Buffett, and it, it caught me because I instantly thought of one of your favorite questions, Tim, that, that you ask in interviews with, mm-hmm. with um, entrepreneurs, bosses, CEOs. <clears throat> you always ask them, what are they looking for when they're trying to hire someone new to the company? You know, you want to keep your culture. You have a certain idea of how it would suit people the best in, in the environment that you're creating as a business owner. And so I know you're always going to ask that question. And I, I like to hear that answer, too, because everyone's looking for something different. But uh, it, this was about what Warren Buffett is looking for. And I'm okay. like, all right, it's Warren Buffett. Like, he's 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 the king, right? And he... Uh, said IQ isn't, that doesn't matter. And it, it was more so about not turning people off. So he's focused on like personality traits, characteristics, things like that. Like how are you as, as a human being more than how are you going to try to impress me with knowledge? You know, I can, like with a lot of things, you can teach anyone anything. But like we say at work, you got to have the special sauce. Mm-hmm. Like you just got to really like care about people and, dig into people like it's it's a special sauce yeah so that resonated with me like okay he's looking for the special sauce he doesn't care about what's on the resume he wants to know what you have like paper yeah whatever Mm -hmm. what do you really have and so there was this list of things uh of traits but i just wanted to read uh, a few of them because i think there were like 10 or 12 and some you can you can tie in together, but so the three that I th- I thought really stuck out, and this was an article by CNBC. If anyone wants to look this up, um, uh, first one, uh, fulfill your promises. So do what you say you're going to do, mm-hmm. and that's I know we've talked about something that I've really been focusing in on in, in myself. It's like okay, you're gonna go do this. You're gonna do this with this person. Like make sure you stick to it. You're gonna do what you say you're gonna do. Uh, the other one was manifest humility. So, you know, you might be super knowledgeable or really good at what you do, but you know, get in there and just let it show that you're good at it. You don't need to go further than that and and just be that humble person. You know, celebrate the win. Sure, got to feels good, uh, but then you know, lose like it too. Learn from your loss and, and just be humble about it on each side, and then treating others with respect. And I think, like, that goes without saying, but so many people don't do it, especially in office settings, Mm -hmm. like in corporate office settings. It's, or anywhere. Uh, It's just, you know, you start to bark at people instead of still communicating effectively. And so, like, some of those tied in with, like, being patient, um, Offer help when it's needed. So things like that, honest and trustworthy. I kind of put those all in with like just manifest like yourself to be a good individual. Mm-hmm. And so that's the article focused on on really that. And he was more interested in your your characteristic traits than 
what your IQ number was. Yeah. And what's so, common with all these is if you have all these components, like you're putting the company above yourself. Like you're, you're not thinking you're better than anybody else. You're going to sacrifice what's needed for the betterment of the company. Mm-hmm. And in turn, this is going to make you a better professional, a better human being. Because if you do these things, it serves you right. Because you become trustworthy to other people. You're competent. You do your job right. But you're also putting others before yourself because you're doing what you're saying you're going to do. You're, you admit your mistakes and you're, you're open to learning. You don't always assume you're right. And you treat others with respect. So yeah. and I like it. One other thing that just, just came to me as you were, you were spitting those out um, was like all this, like being patient, being charitable, uh, offering help when it's needed. Uh, being humble, treat with respect. It's like all those things tie into he's probably, he wants something who is also cool, calm, and collected. Mm -hmm. Like can you be patient when you have a million things to do but you have to help this person get this thing done? Uh, And then are you going to treat it with respect at the same time? So it's like how calm and cool are you? I like that. Warren Buffett, cool cat. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Chicken, chicken, yeah, chicken, (laughs) yeah. What else you got? You got, you give me a look. You got something else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look like a good stretch, by the way. Some, you just got a really good stretch. In. I did. That looks I'm satisfying. About, I'm about to drop uh, s- some heat about drop my, like my former company. Drop like uh, so, former company. Woohoo. Yeah. So I'm invested in Johnson Johnson. I have stock and I have it. I have stock. <laughs> Talk to the ball. I opened up my, my stock app on my phone on Friday and saw that Facebook was down like. Five dollars and fifty cents, down four percent. Facebook, I mean uh, Johnson Johnson. Oh, sorry, oh, okay. sorry, Johnson Johnson. Johnson Johnson was down like five dollars on Friday, um, on the report that the Department of Justice is investigating more allegations that the company lied about talc cancer risks, mm. and they've had they've had multiple problems with this, like the last few years. Uh, they currently have out right now thirteen thousand talc related lawsuits oh geez um and right now the justice department is pursuing a criminal probe into whether uh j&j lied about cancer risks uh a grand jury in washington is examining uh documents that are related to like what j&j actually knew about this stuff versus Uh what they were saying they knew and they're citing like specific people that knew stuff so like when i look at this it makes me like Whenever things come out about a, a company, like bad stuff, you always know there's more to it mm-hmm. because it's a big company. It's got hundreds of thousands of employees, like hundreds of locations. Like people, like it's a global pe- company. People know, like people know stuff in that company that that you don't. Just like you, as a person, know stuff about yourself that other people don't. Like there's always going to be like secrets about stuff. Um, and because of this new probe that came out, the stock went down. Um, and J&J claims that numerous studies and tests by regulators worldwide have shown that its talc is safe and asbestos-free. Um, but yeah, just the fact that, that more stuff is coming out. And uh, last month, there was a woman in New York who they had to pay $300 million in punitive damages to. Um, there was a California jury that ruled in favor of someone who... who sued them so they have all these lawsuits out but they're like they're getting beat like here and there which these are just these are small dents but i feel like as these continue to rack up like it just it doesn't look good for the company when people are when people are winning these lawsuits against them no it so. doesn't 
Um, yeah, I don't know much about the, the talcum powder. That's something I have to look more into. Mm-hmm. I don't know the ingredients, what is driving what to potentially show cancer. Uh, but to your point, there's always a lot more going on that we don't know. Yeah. And like 13,000 lawsuits, it, is that, that's a big number in our mind. Is that a big number for them? Are there companies with two, three times more? I don't know. Mm. And and I'm just, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I, I hope that their product is not causing cancer in people. That'd yeah. be completely just miserable. Or directly causing it. Maybe it's like... It might be aid. Even if it aids something, like, you know, yeah. that that's not cool. Like, right. fix your stuff. Uh, so, yeah, if they're winning, then there was apparently more evidence that it caused or helped cause some type of cancer mm-hmm. than the evidence to show that it didn't. Yeah. And I, so I, I would think if you say your product has no chance of any cancer risks, every lawsuit should be a slam dunk, should it mm-hmm. not? In, right. in my mind. Right. But this is where we're not in the courtroom. We don't know what's actually going down. So no, this doesn't look good. Um, are they completely innocent or completely guilty? I don't say either way yet. We, mm-hmm. don't, have, we don't have all the facts, all the evidence. So, you know, and to your point, it's a big company. There's yeah. a lot that goes on that people in the company don't know is going on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That's the Justice Department is now investigating you. Yeah. I get hung up on that. Like, if they think there's enough to investigate that type of global company, mm-hmm. they got to see something, right? One would think. Yeah. One would think. So I don't know. This will be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, I really hope the product is safe, but yeah. I mean, because think about how many people around the world are using that stuff mm-hmm. uh, on it, like probably kids too. I don't know. Yeah. And it just makes me question like the future of their, their like baby product line in general. Cause yeah. They're a diversified company. They make the most money off their pharmaceutical division. They make the next most money off their medical device section of their company. And then their third segment, consumer products, that's the one that's kind of the lowest of the three. Um, they've just fallen out of touch with consumers in this realm, like the like the the millennial mom consumer group, mm. just because of like this stuff that's coming out. Like they relaunched this baby product line last summer because of this reasons, but these reasons just keep these issues keep coming up. It just makes me question like, are they always just gonna have this product line around and be like, hey, we're just gonna take an L on this? Yeah. Like PR wise, we're not gonna make money off it. Cause I mean, you know, like if one section of JJ struggling, they're always gonna have something to balance it off that's doing well. Sure. That's why they're that's why I'm invested in them. That's why they're a, a lifelong investment because they have that. It just makes me wonder like what they're gonna do in the future with this. Like if they're just gonna one day like drop drop a line because of just the PR problems but yeah. i'm interested to see like what comes of this like if if these things continue to come up like when you got thousands of lawsuits out like it's a lot yeah but, i uh i think i'm going to buy some j&j stock but not yet i would right now cuz it's no i want a few more lawsuits to come out first it's been like it's been like 140 dollars in that range like the last 
the last like, couple months. And back last year when the stock market was down, it was at like 115. That was the time to buy it, which is when I bought it. Um, I think it's going to go a little further. So, yeah. Uh, especially when more reports just come out and remind people, you know, that it's going down. I think it's going to drop a little more. Mm-hmm. It's at 134 right now. So okay. we'll, we'll see what it does next week. And, yeah. I'll, uh, I want to keep tabs on this. This is, yeah. this is interesting. And Boeing. I need to check in on Boeing because mm-hmm. I imagine they're still down too. Yeah. So right on, dude. I like that. That's, man, interesting stuff going on in, in the big corporate world. Yeah. Some big companies. Yeah. Streaming and privacy. Yep. Two hot topics. Causing cancer. Jeez, man. What, uh, you got anything else for, for current events? I think here? I'm good on current events for today. Okay. You got a, you got a real life for me this week? Oh, yeah. You want me to lead off? Yeah. So, I'm on the topic of meditation. Okay. So, I've usually, like, the chair that you're sitting in right now, that's usually the chair I meditate in. It's the, the I feel the vibes. It's it's the it's the recliner chair in my room. It's in the corner. It's where it's I like read. The nice nice grandpa chair. Yeah, but, Su- super. Just you sink right into it. Like oh yeah. Yeah. That's now I'm where, talking. Nice lumbar support. Yeah. So that's where I usually meditate. But I've tried meditating in a, in different locations. So uh, my roommate Patrick, we share a bathroom and a shower, and he had. A, well, I guess it saves on the water bill. Wait what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, okay. But he had a uh, he had shoulders uh, he had shoulder surgery last now. year. He yeah. had shoulder surgery last year, so I remember that he was in a sling and oh, yeah. And whenever sucked. he he took a shower, he had to use one of those like uh, shower chairs that have the for that they use in like retirement homes for for like old people that can't like stand up in the shower. Okay. So we still have that in there. <laughs> so I've been meditating in the shower recently. <laughs> Just take a seat in the chair yeah, and meditate. Yeah. And like while the sh- <laughs> while the shower is running, and it has been surprisingly satisfying. That's funny to meditate in the shower. So I've been doing that. Uh, so that's what I would just suggest. Like if you meditate or whatever, try like different different environments because it's it's been a nice refresher for me. I've been able to focus. And something that I've also been implementing like within meditation is um, obviously like the art of meditation is being able to just concentrate and think on nothing for a little bit just like mm-hmm. focus on your breathing and just let thoughts just like seep into your your, your thought zone sure like, like osmosis whatever um but what i've tried is like every time i meditate now i try to go into like what i call i created this myself a think zone so Ooh. whenever i start meditation i visualize myself like walking down like a flight of stairs and like opening up a door to go into like my think zone and I've I have like two different think zones like one of them is it should be a place uh, where like you imagine yourself where you like have access to your thoughts like yeah you're thinking about nothing but when you when you meditate like visualizing of this things on this place where all these thoughts come to you and for me it's been a golf course mm-hmm. like riding down like a, an no imaginary surprise. like fairway as well as like a gym and when I'm in that zone, like in my meditation, I can think about like all the thoughts that I need that need to come to me. So that's what I've been Im- implementing lately. Welcome to the Think Zone. Yeah. Select your destination. And that's the point of meditation. Ah. <laughs> that's what it's like. You're supposed to remove yourself from the world. Poof, you're on the golf course. And like that's that's where I go. Welcome to hole one, Tim. <laughs> it's so effective. 
I, I would just I, I would advise people like if you try different things like that. What's that even funnier you. is I've meditated uh, sitting in the shower, no chair. Oh really? <laughs> I'll just Stay sit down. right down. Yeah. Oh, like sit down on the floor. Yeah, I've done yeah. that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Depending on what kind of shower you have. Yeah. Yeah, I clean mine. Yeah, <laughs> I hope. So I've done that. Dirty um, ass. Uh, hey now. <laughs> hey now. Um, I'm not gonna finish that because <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. I'll go wait. Till, I'll go falsetto. <laughs> I wish you would. But uh, yeah, man. Sauna for me. I love okay. meditation in the sauna. And and one thing I got from oh, I need to look up his name. He was on Mind Pump. Crazy story. Uh. Within like my meditation, uh, I might I might pray, I might just visualize, but I do uh, so daily savers. And what this guy um, talked about was your savers, your your silence, your affirmation, your visualization, your exercise, your reading, your scribing. So mm-hmm. so your writing, your journaling, whatever that may be. And so whether it's in a sauna or you know, whatever time I feel like I need to meditate, if I'm if I'm taking like an Epsom salt bath or whatever, I'll do my silence or, or my meditation, your your prayer, whatever that may be, your affirmations and your visualizations. And I'll go through everything I want to visualize, from personal stuff to business stuff. And I'll just visualize visualize man. Brain to mouth. Brain to mouth, kid. Come on. Colin, Wake it up. Colin brain to mouth slicker. Where's the coffee energy coming? Come on, Ryan. Um, <laughs> great waiter. Great Ryan, Ryan yeah. crushed it, it today. at Good Morning Mamas. Good, good customer service. Yeah, give Ryan a raise, please. <laughs> um, so I'll at least do those three. And that might take me some days six or seven minutes. Might take me a full ten. But it's something you can do that you have three knocked out. And if you exercise later in the day, though you knocked out your exercise. If you read at night and you write at night, mm-hmm. you got your savers. Ideally, if you do it all like within a good time frame, but I have to spread mine out for the sake of just the day. Uh, but so I like that you brought up uh, meditation because I like to do those things. Like you need your silence. You need to focus on what you need to focus on for a small amount of time, and then it's just like okay, let me sit here and do nothing. Uh, but then, yeah, you need to affirm yourself that of your, your good traits and what you're doing right and then visualize. <sighs> I'm done. You need to, you need to V the, the other stuff, you know? Slager, this is your word for the week. I guess it visualize. is. Visualize. Work on visualize. it. Visualize. <laughs> I'm done, dude. Say it ten times every morning you wake Time up. Time to go week. back to bed, I guess. That's your assignment for the week. Good grief. Master child. Word. Man. All right. This week's project. <laughs> Got it. How now, brown cow? Uh, so, yeah. When we, when we went floating, what a meditation environment that is. Mm-hmm. Those float tanks. Whew. I think that's my favorite. Yeah. Steph Curry floats. Good. I okay. saw uh, Float 60 post something about Hit, oh. Like a quote he said about floating. It's the bomb. I mean, if the, if the greatest shooter we have ever seen in our life floats, so should you. That was, so that was my you. Stephen A voice. That's he pretty is good. the greatest shooter. No, was, I, I'm not even going to try to imitate him. He says that whenever he talks about Steph Curry, he says he's the greatest shooter I've ever seen I, in my I life. I love when he gets pissed about things. Have you listened to his radio show? Uh-uh. Oh, my gosh. It is so funny because he, 
you know how impatient Stephen A is. Like he he just gets he gets irked by like he's got to have the highest blood pressure. Oh yeah, look at his hairline has receded like three <laughs> inches like the last year. It's as bad as like after a presidency. But yeah, it, pretty much if you call into a show and like you don't like have a good point of view or if you're just like if you're not communicating properly, he'll just like get mad at you. It's just so funny. Like someone called on this show the other day and talked for like a straight minute without like saying an opinion. They were just kind of blabbering. And like after a minute, he cut the, the guest caller off. He's like, I have let you have the floor for a whole minute and you haven't said a damn thing. <laughs> and you know what? People probably call on there just to get him rolling. Dude, it makes I've me... had people call in there just to act kind of incompetent just to see that he gets fired up. Gosh, that's bold. Like, listen to some of the people that call in on, on that show. I would do better than most of these people that call in on that. Well, I bet. You watch the NBA all the time. I, I kind of want to. I'm, I want to give him crap about not showing the Pacers any love because he always talks about the best teams it. in the East, but he never even mentions the Pacers. Pacers are going to be right there. Do it. I will. But Let me know when you're going to. I'll listen that time. Yeah, I will. Okay, tomorrow morning, it's going down. Yeah. Me and Stephen A. Smith, we're getting after it. Um, so my my one RLE thought that I had, it's it's like maybe not an actual life experience that happened to me, but something I realized that I haven't really thought about before. And I was with some friends, and they were talking, it was like someone's birthday, like, oh, they're our age, our age. I realized I don't really think about how old I am. Like, I'm, I'm 26 years old. Yeah, like, I, but I don't think about I'm 26 years old. Like, I, I think about having a goal by 30, but I think about where I'm at and where I'm not at. I don't think about, like, my age and number form all mm-hmm. the time, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. So, like, I I don't think, oh, man, you know, I'm 26, you know, I'm not, I haven't done this yet. I, like, I think about, okay, here's where the business is. Here's where my career is. What are my next steps here for this? I don't think about like how old I am doing it or, or freak out that I'm not something or I'm, I'm not doing this in life or this life thing by a certain age. It's just like, where am I going right now? And what, like, what do I want to be doing right now? Like, where's the focus at? Like the, I don't know, maybe I listened to too much Gary Vee back in the day, but like he's like 43 and he's in his prime. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think... Like, like he didn't hit his big, like business success until he was like thirty four. Yeah, like thirties. I'm playing for thirty right now. Mm-hmm. Like, so I guess that's an age oriented like mark, but for a bunch of different things, it's not like I'm I'm freaking out about this thing or that thing. Like, I, I'm working. Mm-hmm. So it's it's weird. I don't really think about how old I am or that like you know people are like oh you're getting older like by by number yeah. Because people were always trying to compare, like, that's the classic human thing to do is compare yourself to other people. Yeah. So you always want to compare yourself to where other people are in their life. And that's it's kind of where the age number comes into play. Yeah. And, like, I take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm not going to be having a walker with tennis balls on it. Like, and no knock on anyone who needs that. Like, I just, I want to be the 85-year-old grandpa doing pull-ups with his grandkids, you know, mm-hmm. and keeping up. Like, that's my goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to move. It's a longevity thing. Yeah, exactly. So, like, functionality and longevity. But, yeah. So, I, th- I thought, I was like, man, it's kind of weird. I just don't think about my age that much. Like, people are like, oh, I'm already this age. Like, yeah. So? And? 
think about it. About how what do you want to do? Left. Just go if you if you don't have something, go do that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how old you are. It's just the beginning, babe. Yeah, like I don't know. So I thought that was weird. I, I didn't know what your take was on that. Of just like I don't really think about the number as much. Like I have goal oriented things by like you know like I said thirty, but that's that's really it age wise. Yeah, I don't look at age as a number. I just look at how much experience and knowledge have you amassed to this point. Mm-hmm. That's how I define age. Because you yeah. can be you can be twelve years old, but you can have the knowledge of what a twenty year old will have. Yeah, does that on, mean you're twelve, or does that mean you're twenty? Right. Because your experience would say you're you're twenty plus. And then, like in knowledge and like experience terms, you could be a thousand years old. Yeah. You to. It's just a. It's it's all relative as to how much knowledge and experience you want to put in your brain. Knowledge wise. How much do you read every day? How much do you listen to every day? How much do you watch every day? Experience-wise, how much risk do you take to put yourself out there to have that experience? Like, yeah. Are you just going to do the same thing all the time and not put yourself out there to fail? You're not going to progress the way you want. You're not going to quote-unquote age and experience yourself the way you want to. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Knowledge and experience. I'm glad you brought that up because, I mean... Knowledge plus experience equals your real age. Yeah. Like you, that's a post for for the week. Like, <laughs> it's just a mat. Like, you should be taking care of yourself the way you would take care of a loved one who can't take care of themselves. Like, you should. Like everything that you put into your body is is gonna impact how long you live. Yeah. Whether it's food, whether it's knowledge, energy, whatever. Like, body's on lease. Yeah. We don't get to keep them. Yeah. It's your tool. Right. That that is your your biggest tool. So like I don't like I eat to live longer. Like, yeah. I I don't I don't eat to like make sure like my abs are like perfect. I eat to make sure that I'm gonna live as long as I can. Right. Like the way your body looks and the way you look, like that's just like a that's a intangible. I mean that's a that's just a side benefit of it. Yeah. The main reason is I'm trying to live. I want to do pull ups when I'm 85. Like yeah. You. What's that? so. No, I'm, I'm curious. I want to go. We haven't hit much on the the food side. What what's your diet look like? Average. Like I know it's probably not the same every single as day. As much fruits, vegetables, and clean protein as I can have. Okay. And I try to try as much as I can to cut out the the carbs that aren't good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I try to like if I'm trying to stay lean, I'm cutting out as much bread and milk and dairy as possible. Mm-hmm. It's good to have here and there. Like I like having my Summer sausage and cheese and crackers snack here and there with cheese and yeah yeah I like chocolate milk occasionally but right I found that I can I can stay lean as lean as I want as I cut out the bread and the milk and the dairy oh sure and fit as much as into my main meal I have a huge vegetable source where I get the fiber have a huge fruit source where I can get the healthy sugar aspect mm-hmm. and then the protein yeah and I was reading um. Uh, mind pump i was listening to a clip from mind pump how they were saying how what is it like your protein the amount of protein and grams you should have should be uh, it's, it's your point weight. Seven, point seven to 1.1 1. of your uh body weight grams yeah to that's pounds. what it was so, uh, so say that again point seven to 1.1 1. 1. of your grams pound. grams of protein per body pound okay so, so for me if i'm if, 180 if you're I should be... if you're in a, a bigger like if you're doing more of a bulk like if you're in in a phase where you are really trying to put it on then i would say closer to a one-to-one ratio 
maybe one to two. Mm-hmm. One point. No, yeah, it's to point one point two. I apologize. Um, but that that's if you're really like you're in a bulk phase. You're not going to be there that long, but you need to up your calories. Yeah, um, do that. But otherwise, um, yeah, I'd say you don't need to go past the one to one unless you're really pushing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're like you know working out a few days a week, you just want to maintain. You don't need to go past a one-to-one. Even a little less than that, you're going to be okay. Um, you know, because based on the goal, depends on how you're going to percentage your macros. Uh, but you can't neglect your micros either. So make sure you have everything going down. So your good vegetables, your fruits, you get, you know, your fiber, your mineral minerals and, and vitamins and things. And uh, so, like, it sounds like you and I are pretty pretty similar i might add a few more carbs usually like the night before i'll lift in the day of if i have a bigger day but outside of just because like i work i'm on my feet all day mm-hmm. too so i do need a little more in the way of carbs as well um but i i would say i'm closer to like keto ish because i don't pound and pound carbs i kind of strategize when i use my carbs so i might use like a pasta made from chickpeas then i might do a brown rice i'll, I'll do a mixture of sweet and russet potatoes i'll still i like potatoes sweet uh, potatoes is what i've been on yeah so good awesome uh do it with cinnamon in the oven slice them up like slices or home fries cinnamon oven. ketchup good grief man you already know i put that on there just put, put cinnamon on, on like two of them put it on everything just try it on i know you do you put everything with your ketchup. You just you should just carry ketchup with you on demand all the time. I do. I have ketchup packets in my car. <laughs> One step ahead of you there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know it's and because I do our nutrition coaching uh, at Summit and then uh, on my own as well, people will be like, "What's the best diet?" Like, you're not gonna like my answer, but the one that works best for you. Like the one you feel the best on, the one you sleep the best on. It depends. The one you perform the best on. Yeah, what is the goal? And so my mom asked me when I was up at the lake for the fourth, she goes, okay, on the record, because she's a healthy lifestyle coach. She goes, on the record, what's your take on the keto diet? And so I was telling her, I was like, well, in in simple terms, it's the best for two things, uh, reducing inflammation and longevity. And I was like, but if you're still wanting to have a regular exercise routine, that's where I would still implement a, a carb, maybe just post-workout. Uh, but I was like, like any other diet, it's still a tool. It's a tool in my mind. So someone that might be dealing with some internal gut things, I might run them on more of a keto to help reduce inflammation for a while. But I'm not going to keep them there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move them off of that too. I'm going to change things based on biofeedback and how they're feeling, how they're sleeping, uh, how, how they're, what's their, their mental state, how they're doing there, and, and then alter. But, yeah, sounds like we're pretty similar in terms of trying to keep it clean and just, like, that's the thing. Keep it clean. You know, don't load the sugars and, you know, make sure it's well-balanced. And if, if you don't feel right after something, you're like, oh, man, that made me really just run in the bathroom. Okay, that tells you something. You know, listen, listen to what your body is doing and talking to you. 
Health is equal to nutrients over calories. It's that simple. There we go. So much shit out there. Keto, paleo, whatever. It's all a tool. Health is nutrients divided by calories. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, people are like, oh, I, I did this diet and I feel amazing. Okay. Let's try to see if we can't pinpoint why that diet works. So what did you remove with using that diet? That really is the driver. Mm. So it's like, what are all the things you took out? And let's see if we can pinpoint. Because if we can pinpoint something, is it just that food or something in that food? Is there an ingredient? Like, that's why nutrition is such a maze. You know, it, it can be such a small thing that creates such a long-term issue and we don't know it. But like, okay, you feel a lot better on this diet. Why? That's where I want to take it a step further. It's like, oh yeah, I feel the best on this. So I just ride this all the time. I don't like that approach. I think your body is going to get too too used to that, too satiated, and you need to change it. Like, uh, you know, too much of of one thing is not a good thing. But I think if you can use a diet right in terms of you find what is really working, understand why it's working, take it a step further, uh, and that's why I'm like, okay, let's reintroduce. And give it at least a few days before you introduce something else that's new. You need one new thing, minimum three days, because then that gives the body time to react. Don't change anything else in the diet. Just introduce one new thing. I don't care if it's just butter. If you just want to see if butter d- does anything. Like, you wait a few days, and then you can try something else. It's a process. I don't have my perfect diet figured out. There's still things that mess with me, and I'm, I need to pinpoint. Mm-hmm. But... That's where I take it to that level. But, um, yeah, thanks for sharing your diet. Yeah, man. Smart. Smart. It's worked out well. Good. Good deal. I don't eat to keep lean abs. I eat to live. live. It's fact, dude. I eat to live. longer. Awesome. Um, So let's get into some book talk. Okay. Um, There's one. uh, We talk about being present a lot. And, of course, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff has... uh, one chapter understand the statement wherever you go there you are so if you're constantly just wishing for something different to be somewhere else whether it's on vacation different uh, partner different career different house yada yada like these bad mental habits are going to follow you wherever you go with whoever you're with in whatever house you live in like it's if you're always just wishing for something to be different it's like you are not observing what's going on or appreciating what's going on. And if you're always wishing for this and that, like, that doesn't go away. You're going to have that thing and wish it was something else. You're going to be with mm-hmm. that person wish they were someone else. And uh, they had one thing, life is like an automobile. Like, it's driven from the inside out, not the other way around. Yeah. I so, like that. Yeah. And I was like, man, drop the mic, dude. Like, mm-hmm. because... That's just the perfect example. Like, you can't drive from the outside. And, and it's, it's what's going on internally that keeps the car running. Mm-hmm. So if, if your engine's sputtering and it's just making a bunch of noise and racket, like, you know, you got to fix some things. You know, make it sound better. Make it run smooth. Uh, but it, it made me, so here's, here's my question and what I want to get into and get your thought on. So if you're constantly wishing for everything else or something else, something different, 
does that reflect back to your own personal decision making? So like, are you following your your DNA, as Gary Vee would, would say, or are you following your gut on all the parts of your life? Are you like really doing what you want to be doing? What are you called to do? Because, and I ask this because I've had the victimhood mentality talk with my mom a lot where you know people get stuck in this victim mentality i've been there to where you're just you're always the victim it's always against you you're always there uh but we she finally got to a point where like she's very straight up uh with me in, in these regards and she you know said you are where you are because of this the decisions that colin slager has made and so I'm wondering, is are the two related in this sense? If you're always wishing for something different, uh, something else to be uh, changed up, does that reflect on your decision-making, or is that something else? Uh, it's a loaded question there. I, I know. But here's how I would answer that. I think that you shouldn't all – I mean, you should be striving for change every day, but it should be healthy change. I think every day – you shouldn't be making change in your life to get that bigger house or that, that next best thing. I think you should de- be developing habits every single day that are going to improve you from a health-wise, from a wealth-wise, from a happiness standpoint, and love. Health, wealth, love, and happiness. You should mm. be developing habits every day that increase each of those four things that are going to make you a better person. And I think all the stuff that you want I mean, that stuff's going to come to you if you just focus on those four things. Like, what yeah. what habits am I putting into place today that's going to make me a healthier person? Whether that's eating better food, whether that's working out more. What habits yeah. today are going to make me a wealthier person? How can I make good financial decisions? How can I save more? How can I be more dis- disciplined about where I put my money that I make? Uh, what's it? Oh, um, love. How, how? What habits can I can I make today? They're going to make me a better brother, a better son, a better partner, a better friend that's going to give love out. And what am I going to do today that's going to make me a happier person? How am I going to surround myself with activities that make me a happier person? Like, you shouldn't be in a situation where, like, I sh- like, I will question my life if I ever get in a situation where I don't have time to go work out or I don't have time to go play basketball or I don't have time to go do things that have made me happy my whole life. That's when I need to question what I'm doing. So that's how I'd answer that. So those four things. And I got those four from Ty Lopez. But they make sense. Health, wealth, love, and happiness. And people get confused on, get confused on that wealth part because they're like, oh, how am I going to make more money? But you shouldn't really frame it that way. You should be like, how can I make disciplined choices today that are going to set me up for financial freedom in the future so that I can give to charitable organizations, so that I can give to people in my family, that I can give them opportunities? Not so I can have money to buy a freaking Corvette. <laughs> so that's how I'd answer that. It's <clears throat> a loaded answer, but that's what's yeah. up. That's, yeah. what's up that's a good question. You got the, you got that's the, what I'm fucking talking about. Yeah. Let's go, baby. You got the wheels turning, baby. Um. And so, so I had some, some thoughts that you just you stirred up as you were going along. I think if you have those, those things, those health, love, happiness, and you're doing all those things, and say it's, you know, if you want someone better in terms of relationship, or if you just something different, or better things to come to you, I think if you, if you start working on all those 
essentials first on your own, then like you will become that overall like positive. You're happier. You're you're seeing the richness in your life. You know, eating right, sleeping well, and working out regularly is is really empowering. Mm -hmm. Like it, it makes you feel like I'm the boss here. Yeah. Like, you know, so even just doing those things, like you will give off that energy and those vibes to people you are surrounded by. People will become attracted to exactly. you because you do that. And you will attract all the things you really want right now, but it takes that internal fixing first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you get those components, those pillars, and then it's, well, like this kind of happened right on. Um, now we're talking about time, you know, but mm -hmm. it's like, is it about time or is it about time that you made the changes? Mm -hmm. So I like that you had those four things. Yeah. Good job, Ty Lopez. Yeah. I think mo job, most, most things that make you the person you are probably fall into those four categories. I can't really think of any other that might be grouped into that. But yeah. Yeah. Good deal. Nice. What you got? Yeah. So uh, I started reading a book uh, yesterday called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Okay. Uh, I've been seeing that uh, around a lot lately. Yeah, it's a good book. I uh, actually didn't start it from chapter one. I actually skipped to chapter three. Uh, and it talked about the habit loop, which I'm going to talk about next week. But I'm going to talk about a concept they mentioned called habit stacking. So if you're trying to develop a new habit, whether it's I want to meditate more, I want to work out more, anything that you're trying to do, you should take something that you're trying to work on and you should attach it to a current habit that you do right now. So, for example, after I do this, I will do this. So, for example, uh, after I get home from the day, after I take off my work shoes, I will put on my workout shoes and go work out. Mm. After I get dressed for the day, like take something you already do. You always come home and you take off your work shoes. Right. But after you do that, hold yourself accountable. Write this down and be like, after I take off my work shoes, I'm going to put on my workout shoes and go work out. Ooh, okay. After I get out of the shower and put my clothes on for the day, you do that every day. I'm going to sit down and meditate for 10 minutes and hold yourself accountable to that. I like take that. something you do. A habit that you already do that's that you have to do every day. And one. Yeah, and one, huh? And attach something that you're trying to do with it. I like that. And group it together. I like that. That way you're not like singling out your habit and like trying to find like, oh, like when am I going to? Because it's one of those things like people want to do stuff, but they don't give themselves like a deadline of time when they're going to do it. I will meditate before the end of my shower. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're talking. Once I turn on the faucet, I won't close my eyes and meditate I will start in, to in meditate. the shower in my retirement chair. <laughs> no, but I like that because it's it's uh, easier to just attach it with something you are automatic on. Mm -hmm. I like oh, that's good, yeah. and it's not like anything massive. Like you said, you're not altering your entire day. Mm -hmm. It's just a little extra. Another thing they say is like for married couples, like after I get into bed for the night, I'll kiss my wife. Good night. Oh, right on. Just like something like like if you're trying to apply it to a relationship, there's like different things that you can do that yeah. like you want to increase those four things I talked about a little bit ago. Like find a habit that's going to increase one of those four things and just attach it to something you're doing right now. Yeah. So, oh, that was a cool thing. Health, wealth, love, and happiness, baby. That's right. 
So I that book's going to be good. I'm, I'm going to share some more stuff from it next week. But yeah. I wanted to, to uh, kind of get the ball rolling with that. What was your reasoning for not starting on Chapter 1? Chapter 3 looked more interesting. Okay. Because I think <laughs> the first two chapters are explaining <clears> – <throat> are kind of explaining, like, why it's good to have habits. Which, like, I'm not trying to be, like, stuck up or anything, but, like, that's kind of, like, fluff to me. Like, sure. kind of explaining, like, you're kind of explaining why your book's important. Like, I know the book's important. Like, I know there's stuff in there. I'd rather just skip to, like, the actionable steps that I need to do. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was just curious. Yeah. And it, I just, I like to do that sometimes if I'm really trying to get something out of a book right away, which yeah. is what I did yesterday, so. Right on. Yeah. All right. You want to wrap this thing up? Yeah, dude. I'm good. All right, everyone. Hey, thanks for uh, tuning in. We always appreciate your time, your ear. Uh, hope you guys are having a great day on this fine Tuesday. If you're listening to us a little later, hope you had a great Tuesday. Um, and if you're enjoying the show, uh, take a, f- a few seconds, please head over to iTunes. Um, leave us a five-star rating and review. Let us know uh, if you have other topics, topics you want to hear about, people that you would like to uh, have us bring on the show. Uh, and if you do so, then please DM us on Instagram, your name and email address. We'll send a free laptop sticker to you. Um, until next time, we'll, we'll talk to you guys soon.